Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this young lady on. A very good friend of mine. It is Danielle D'Souza-Gill. Danielle, how are you? Good to see you. Hi, Joe. Thanks so much for having me back. It's always great to be here with you. You're very welcome. I want to thank you publicly for inviting me and my mother to uh, Mar-a-Lago to see the uh, the opening night, the premiere of 2000 Mules. What an incredible time that was. Amazing to be in the room with so many like newsmakers that we all know, and uh, we were all meeting them, and you absolutely home run out of the park the way that you emceed the event. Thank you for doing that. Oh my gosh, Joe. It was such an honor to have you there and your mother. It was such a special evening. I loved, loved, loved that evening and having people hear about the election. So it was great. It was great. Thank you again for doing that. Um, from what I understand, I'll never be invited back to Mar-a-Lago, though. I'm not really sure what I did. If you if you hear anything, let me know. Okay, Danielle? No, 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 no. I think you'll be back many times. I, I feel like Trump's a fan. So you're, 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 you're going to be back. We'll see. She's got a line of clothing that is all American. It is awesome. It's, uh, it's Americana or Americana by Danielle.com. Go to that website, go check it out. And uh, you've got some news stories here that we were talking about that I just have to get into because for some reason, things are starting to come back around. You've got Trump, like, when I talked to him yesterday, you know I interviewed him yesterday. When I talked to him yesterday, he just, he exudes this, like, strength and confidence, like, there's something going on where he's, like, not taking this garbage anymore, and you see him speak for an hour and 45 minutes. Well, yesterday he decided to release the, the fact that he's suing CNN for defamation, which is really hard. Give me the details on this because he's a public figure, so he's gonna. It's a very, it's a much higher standard when a public figure sues for defamation. Fill me in. Yeah, I mean the great thing about him doing this, and is that I think we actually need politicians to do this yes. more because the sad thing about you know them raiding Mar-a-Lago, them coming after him every time we see the left do something like this to him, even our own government coming after him, it's heartbreaking. But then at the same time, we see that Trump never backs down, no matter how far they go, no matter how much they go after him. It just makes him double down and go hard against them, and that's really what we need. I almost feel like 2016 we saw the original Trump, but if Trump has a huge comeback, we're going to see Trump 2.0 because he's going to be going even more hardcore against the left than we've ever seen. And I think originally his goal was, you know, to get rid of the deep state, to go after the swamp. And now he's going after the media, who's really one of the deepest swamps of all time. All of these big corporate media companies, they're all in it together. And they all have this goal of taking down Trump and they have no boundaries on themselves. They think that it's okay to just completely defame people. They did that to Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, Sandman, all of these other people. And they um, get some wins against them, but not nearly enough. And so they need to, um, you know, be held accountable for the lies that they put out against Trump. I couldn't agree more. And you know what? I, I agree with you. He sounded so relaxed yesterday. Uh, Trump 2.0 makes sense. When you see him speak for almost two hours in Michigan and Joe Biden can't remember where he grew up. I mean, th- there's such a, a discernible difference, but he's going after CNN specifically for what? The Russian hoax lying about about his connection to Russia. I mean, you, you've got video of, of CNN going on and droning on and on and on about how, what a horrible guy uh, Trump was, that he's uh, Putin's puppet and everything else. He's going after them for, for uh, affecting the outcome of the 2020 election by lying in their reporting pretty much, right? Absolutely. And there's so much there. There's so much evidence there. I mean, even just the suppression of the Hunter Biden story, yes. even the fact that the, the media did not let the American people know vital information that would have influenced their decision on who they voted for. The fact that they turned all of this, you know, his connection with Russia into multiple impeachment hoaxes, the fact that they've continued to come up with lies that have actually affected Trump, also probably financially. There are in many ways, yes. you know, he walked in there being this untouchable person, this person 
person that the left loved. He was such a big part of, you know, kind of our culture. And now he's hated by the left purely because he's conservative and because of his views. And so I think that there is probably a ton of evidence that Trump can use to go after them. So I don't even know where he would begin. Americana by Danielle.com. Go to that website. Check out the clothing line. It's uh, Danielle D'Souza Gill. She's got uh, several books out. And make sure you check out what she's done. And, and behind you, it says The Choice. Is that your latest? Yes. My most recent book was The Choice, The Abortion Divide in America. It came out um, recently before Roe v. Wade was overturned. But in the book, I talk about what would happen if Roe was overturned and how we would actually go to a country that has abortion tourism. People, you know, flying across the country to get abortions because of George Soros. And that's exactly what's happened. We see that the left is so obsessed with late-term abortion that they feel like it is something that is going to become a tourist destination, something needed for uh, companies to provide in the workplace. And so we're actually seeing a very uh, crazy world now where things are going back to the states, and that's where we need to focus on fighting this issue. You know what drives me nuts, Danielle, is the fact that these companies are bragging about it. They're like, we're going to pay up to $4,000 for you to go across state lines and get an abortion. We're going to help you out kill that unborn child. They're they're nuts. I mean, uh, even if you're pro-choice because of life, for the mother or incest or rape and most people who are pro-choice say that's the reason why but you and i both know that well over 95 percent of all the cases aren't incest rape and it's just out of convenience you know 95 plus might even be higher than that um but these companies think that americans will rally around them to say yeah good for you uh, dick sporting goods you're gonna pay four thousand dollars how does that make any sense who's who's sitting at the board of directors saying here's a good one let's spend four thousand dollars to help them off the kid Yeah, I mean, the left always asks us, what are your exceptions, this, that, and we have to state our exceptions. And it's like, I would ask the left, what are your exceptions? And the answer is they have none because they believe in abortion up to the point of birth, even partial birth abortion, Um, even a baby on the table, they would say, let's just let it die. And so we have to look at this and see the fact that this isn't about, you know, the 0.1% of cases uh, that are incest or situations like that. This is actually about normal babies, oftentimes fully formed, being killed. And when we look at these woke corporations, we see that actually some of these CEOs are conservative. Some of the people who are part of them are conservative, but they're taken over by boards and HR that are woke, and they're afraid of media stories coming out against them. Um, And so I think that's what we need to do. We need to signal them out and say, hey, you know, you guys are supporting abortion, and maybe we can actually embarrass them, because they're only afraid of leftists who embarrass them or come out and write, write articles about them. So that's something that we need to do you and i are so in alignment on this because uh, i am pro-life period except maybe in the life of the mother i understand that that would be a difficult decision do i die does a baby die that's a very 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 rare situation um even incest and rape uh, i'm not for abortion because the child didn't do anything and deserves to be raised put it up for adoption if you don't want to raise the child i get that but you're right when you say to somebody who says they're pro-choice if you say to them okay rape incest and life of the mother you can get an abortion are you pro-life now They will never say yes. They would never say yes. And also with life of the mother, you know, the left likes to make it out like as if there's going to be this situation where these two are held on a scale and you ought to pick one. But I think the reality is what happens when a doctor's in that situation is they attempt to save both. They attempt to save both lives. And, you know, if let's say they're saving the woman's life and that leads to the child's death in its goal of saving the child, then that is very, very sad. But that's not an abortion. An abortion is the goal of killing. It's the goal of killing the child. And so I think that we need to strive to to save the lives of these two and and hopefully those tragic situations don't happen but that will be completely different from abortion and targeting the baby 
Corinne Jean-Pierre literally said that um, the Roe decision is literally putting women's lives at risk. That, that's it. They want us to believe that. You and I are too smart. We understand exactly how it works. Hopefully, people watching and listening agree. It's Danielle D'Souza Gill. She's an author. She's a commentator. Go to Americana um, by Danielle. Why do I keep screwing that up? Uh, dot com and, and go check out her clothing line. Let's let's do. I've got to do Kanye West and, and Candace Owens walkout and how dare they write this on their shirts. Tell people what they had on their shirts and what the freakout was. Yeah, you know, they wore shirts that said White Lives Matter. Of course, <laughs> both of them are black. Both of them are super outspoken, independent thinkers. And I think the left just freaked out because they cannot fathom the fact that white people have any value in our society. According to the left's, you know, kind of social engineering project, everything's about equity and everything's about um, making everything about skin color. But in reality, of course, we all know no one can change the skin color they were born with. You don't get to pick your parents or your racial makeup. Right. And so, I think a lot of people feel very left behind and left out of this whole hierarchy that the left comes up with that's solely based on skin color. And so absolutely, I think that they should come out and say things like that. And we shouldn't be afraid of backing down just because we're afraid of being called racist, just because, you know, we don't want to um, be called out when in fact, we're not racist at all. We don't think there should be racism against anyone, whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever it is, there shouldn't be racism, but that's not racist. So um, we know that if we look back, BLM did not help black lives. And no. I think that that's what they were trying to draw attention to. It helped the black lives of like four people who founded it and they own a bunch of mansions now. Uh, we, we also can't find millions and millions of dollars that were donated. They're just gone. Like, ah, it's just an accounting mistake. Um, at the end of the day, you couldn't be more right. In fact, you can't even say all lives matter. That somehow was racist. But to say white lives matter, and there are a couple of black people wearing those, those shirts, they're, they're pushing back. And I just love that because at some point we have to realize that Obama did eight years of revenge politics. He did. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden just continuing that, maybe 2.0 of that. And, and we have to take a stand somewhere and say, wait a second, either we're all for one and one for all or we're not. And if we're not, how does that look? Um, and, and I think what they did is exactly right. What you're doing is exactly right when it comes to the book, The Choice. Go and get that. It's Danielle D'Souza Gill. I've got to talk about um, the, the nuttiness of of. NYU already is off the charts nuts. But if you're going to send your kid to NYU, it's going to cost a lot of money. And when you do, you want them to get the best education possible. And if I decide to be somebody who's going to take chemistry, man, you better teach me how to do it right. And, and because chemistry, of all other topics, you probably don't want to screw that up and blow up a city block. So what happened here? A professor got fired for what reason? Yeah, the students complained that the class was too hard. They complained that the professor was too hard on them. <laughs> How is it like, possible? It's chemistry. How is it too hard? I know. Also, not to mention, usually organic chemistry is a prerequisite in order to become a doctor or go to medical school. So I'm thinking, you know, if he just gives you guys A's, are you guys even going to be prepared to, you know, use this degree to go onward and operate on exactly people right. if needed? Exactly um, but no, I think what happened during COVID is a lot of students, unfortunately, did not learn much. They were at home. They were, you know... Um, I mean, maybe looking at things on their computer, who knows? Yeah. And so they're very behind. And the left has created this culture where they're catered to, not in terms of what's actually best for them, which is learning and actually knowing these subjects, but is really catering to their feelings and making it so that everyone should get an A, making it so that, you know, no one actually feels like they need to try hard to study more, be pushed. And a lot of other countries, they're much more rigorous than we are when it comes to education, which is why we're falling behind. And these students, instead of saying, you know what, let me buckle down, 
let me maybe stay after class. Let me learn these concepts. Instead, they say, how do I get my teacher fired? How do I go after him? And NYU, instead of saying, let's drive towards excellence, says, no, let's fire the professor who's a big old meanie. It's basically the students and, and the university teaming up against the professor. The university does it to, A, look more woke and ESG, but they also do it because they want their numbers to look good. If more people graduate, if more people pass that class, it looks like a great institution, more money comes in for tuition. The professor just wants somebody to be well-educated, and he or she is shown the door. So we're, we're literally going to have an entire generation of people who don't know anything who've got a diploma. It, and it doesn't make any sense to me because at some point, something has to give. I literally will spend money to learn. I will not spend money to make you look like you taught me and go out and try to get a job and end up, you know, digging ditches. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but, but this person, that's it. Out of a job. Have a nice day. Right. And not to mention it devalues the value of that degree. Not that these yes. degrees were that valuable, but let's just say pre-woke all of this. You know, these degrees were supposed to be so, hey. This helps you get a certain job. Maybe you're more qualified to use this chemistry major or something. But the reality is if these places know, hey, you're not actually learning anything. All you really learned was how to you know, get your professor fired. You didn't right. actually learn the subject. And the degree is meaningless. So why are you taking out student loans? Why are your you know, parents having to sacrifice their livelihood for you to do this when, in fact, you're not actually going to be successful in life because of this? So I think that this yeah. generation is going to be very, very upset when they graduate. And then they get into the workplace and they're going to suck on the job. They can't get their boss fired. And then they're going to complain to Biden, hey, you've got you've to give me student loan relief i can't pay it because i'm only making 20 grand a year I mean, it's it's a vicious cycle and at the end of it it's all about power and control and central government and these people are all going to be reliant on central government it's danielle d'souza gill go and get her book it's called the choice she's an author a commentator um americana by danielle.com is her website go check out the great clothing there okay so you're young and happening uh, much younger than i um when you see joe biden flub and fluster himself through every single day everything he says I have to know what jumps in your head, and and very specifically, he just said what yesterday in Puerto Rico that he basically grew up in Puerto Rico, which no, he didn't. I don't even know if there are any Puerto Rican people in Delaware. Then he tried to claim there was a big Puerto Rican community that he was in the middle of. Danielle, when you see something like that, what goes through your head? You know, I think a lot of the time we focus on Biden's, you know, declining health, his mental state. We say, you know, how dumb he is and so on. But I think that he has a lot of power and the left is using him. The left is using him to harm Americans every single day. And we are going to suffer even longer if we don't win in the midterms, win again in 2024. And so I think that what jumps out to me is the fact that Joe Biden is evil. The fact that he is literally able to get away with saying things like this, which no other politician would be able to get away with the kind of buffoonery that he does. No way. The fact that literally when he looks at a teleprompter, he can't read it. The fact that he cannot form thoughts doesn't just tell me that he has declining health. It tells me that we're in a country where the left is literally willing to cover for someone like this, is literally willing to put our country on the line just because they want to have their guy in office when their guy is literally harming everyone. So I think young people would see right through this and Good. see, no, you have nothing to do with Puerto Ricans. And so um, how can we possibly vote? for this person how dare you sully the name of puerto rican joe biden uh <laughs> while that's going on and you're right he's evil he's a bad guy he's been a bad guy his entire life he's disgusting as a matter of fact we could talk for three hours about that but while he's saying the puerto rican thing like the useful idiot you've got kamala harris the vice president the second most powerful person on the planet talking about how we have to be equitable in how we have to give hurricane relief come on f fill me in on this it, it was nuts 
Right. And, you know, I think you would think, hey, if Joe's going to have these mental issues, at least he'd pick a vice president who has some more coherent thoughts. But her thoughts are actually rarely coherent, too. So the fact that we're saying it's about equity, that's from us really reading into this because her thoughts rarely go together. But I think when she's talking about, oh, equity, equality, all these things, you know, as conservatives, we think of equal opportunity. We think, okay, we want school choice. We want people to start out in a place where they can actually get somewhere, not based on the zip code they're born in, but based on opportunity. But they're not talking about that. They're talking about equity, which is really changing the outcomes at the end. And what are they basing that off of? Things like race, things that, as we talked about, you cannot change. And so it really has nothing to do with um, your opportunity or any of that. It has to do with the fact that even if you're Kamala Harris or Barack Obama or their children, Sasha and Malia Obama, they want to give them extra privileges just because they're black and have another student who's white, someone who's, you know, maybe working as a welder, not have the kind of opportunities they have and pay off other people's student loans, for example. That's just an example. But I think that it shows that this idea of equity, it doesn't actually help people. And it's not about most of most of the people in America who are struggling right now. Very, very well said. As you already know, and I'll tell this to the audience, equity doesn't really mean equity the way they're using it. It means socialism. Equity means no meritocracy. Equity means no equal opportunity. It just means equality of outcome, as you said, and equality of outcome is socialism. Danielle, thanks a million for coming on. Get, get her book. It's called The Choice. Go to Americana by Danielle.com. Check out her clothing line and uh, and keep on uh, um, making waves out there. I love that you're young and you're happening and you're making it happen and, and you're telling the truth. And I think people can identify with you who are of that age. They hear me, big, loud voice, old guy, and they're like, yeah, you know, he might make sense, but look at him. Uh, but no, I, I, think no. That you, I think you doing it makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And you've got to come on more often, would you? Oh, my gosh. I would absolutely love that. You're the best, Joe. I know that you're reaching everybody out there, all ages. So it's truly an honor to be here. I'm trying my best. It's my honor. All right, Danielle, thank you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Big announcement made about Velma from Scooby-Doo today. That big news is going to be after the top of the hour. And make sure you stick around next hour. It'll be Pastor uh, Max Lucado. Make sure you stay here for that as well. 888-941-PAGS. Go to JoePags.com. You'll see the Donald Trump interview from yesterday is top and center. Click on that. We're back with more. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.